Hi, everybody. You might be wondering why you're hearing from me before an episode even starts. And it's because, cards on the table, we accidentally used somebody's real name in this episode, which we never do. We change biographical details. We change cities. We always change names. So somebody's name is going to be bleeped out in this episode. And oops. <laughs> me, 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 me. Kira is my friend, not my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Today's petty crime is about a podcast host who doesn't know their fucking place. <laughs> Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast where we exclusively investigate non-crimes. My name is Griff. I'm Kira. Hi, Kira. How are you? I'm good. Griff's got a big shitty eating grin on <laughs> he's got exciting news it's only because i just ate a lot of shit um <laughs> i am actually i just booked a project that's going to be taking me to iceland and then norway so i'll oh. be i know i'm excited i'll be gone for 10 days i think actually when this episode airs i will already be in norway fucking my way through norway no i'm kidding i'm <laughs> shooting just like with a, a modeling client so so cool i am excited to check out the local norwegian and i guess icelandic Gay bars, because there's got to be, there's got to be some there, right? Uh, yes, I think so. <laughs> Our Norwegian listeners, which we do have, by the way, we just checked, are like, obviously we have gay bars, Griff. Don't yeah. be an idiot. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to, I haven't been back to Europe since I was in college. I studied abroad in London. So 10 years, I'm turning 30 in Norway. I mean, thank uh, you, universe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be funny if you go out on your birthday to a club or something, because it'll be light out. Oh my God. In Iceland. Cause it's like, yeah. you know, 20, Always. 22 hours of sunshine or whatever. Oh my God. This time I, of year. It's one of those things where I like, I'm with travel. It's like this for me every time, but let alone going abroad. I don't really think of it until I'm doing it. Cause it's just like such a foreign concept, pun intended, especially after quarantine to me. Like I can't afford to go to Europe. So the fact that I'm being paid to go to Europe is it's not lost on me. I'm very excited, but I'm also like, don't think about it, because what if it goes away? <laughs> oh, that's like the equivalent of my mom who wouldn't tell me I was going to a birthday party until the morning of the birthday party because I'd get too excited and I wouldn't sleep. Kira. So she would just like at breakfast be like, okay, here's a gift. And today we are going to the like the trampoline park because it's Bridget's birthday. And I would be like, what are you talking? Because she couldn't <laughs> tell me I wouldn't sleep. Oh my God. You used to be such an excitable kid. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Where'd your joy go? Yeah, you're like, I became an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I went through college. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited for that. Uh, you're doing good, girl? I'm doing good. Cool. I'm doing good. I'm so excited for this crime. You ready to jump in? I know very little about it, except maybe the overarching setting. So yes, I'm very excited about it. Yes. All Griff knows is that this email <laughs> came in with the subject heading campground, <laughs> which may or may not be the title we'll have to decide. Oh yeah. We you'll, you'll know by the time you're listening. Okay. Perfect. Also, you, you know, it's a good email when it starts with, all right, here's the tea. Oh my God. And did they automatically include screenshots? Yes, they did. Oh yeah. Our listeners are starting to, without us asking, submit evidence because the they're like, on it. Yeah, we'll yeah. put these text screenshots on the Instagram stories because they're so good. Oh my God, how interesting. But I'm going to read them. Okay. All right, here's the tea. Last 4th of July, I went on a camping trip with some friends. I drove up with Susie, in quotes, pseudonym, who was new to the group. We had some great chats on the way up and got to know each other and even agreed to share a tent on the trip. When we arrived, the rest of the group was already there, including a friend of a friend with an interesting backstory. 
has worked as an accountant at a big four firm. That is interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) But he tired of corporate city life and cashed out his savings to buy a campground in a rural area (gasps) where he now lives. Whoa. expertise made him an asset on this camping trip. So they weren't at campground, but was camping. Okay, so he like welcomed them to his now home, his like compound, right? He owns a campground. He owns a campground, but they weren't at his campground. Oh, shoot. Okay. Oh, my God. So he's on. Okay, got it. I'm yes. up to speed. He's just on the trip. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. I will note, I had just ended a pretty intense pandemic situationship. We know those. We've seen those. Yep. And I was ready for a rebound. He wasn't really my type, but there was something about the camping trip and the capable guy pitching tents and stoking fires that pitched my tent, <laughs> stoked my fire. Anyway, we hooked up in his one-man tent on the 4th of July. (laughs) It was... Not to brag. (laughs) Not to brag. It was Deese. Oh, shoot. Okay, damn. Myself, Susie, and and a few others stuck around to hang out on the last day of the trip. After lunch, we said our goodbyes, and I figured that'd be it for me and campground (laughs) But then we returned home, and he texted me. I deeply enjoyed connecting with you the other night. You have this vibrant energy that illuminates a room or a field. A free spirit filled with this radiating energy that I find intriguing. Anyway, I felt a calling to reach out. Sideways, smiley face. Limited cell service, but can usually find enough to send a text through. She goes, aw, I bet you say that to all the girls. He says, it's a good line, but this one came from the heart based on our connection shooting star emoji. To be honest, it's rare that I reach out after the fact to a woman. (laughs) Thanks. There's this live music event slash dance party that I bought an extra ticket for a while back in Boston for later this month. Want to keep the night open for it? (laughs) She goes, yeah, Courtney mentioned she was going to that. I think I could be counted in. (laughs) You are so special. Truly a unique individual who I'd like to get to know better. I grew up with strong, older female role model siblings in my life, and I don't like to play games. (laughs) Always good to hear, I'm thinking about my sister when I'm talking to you. And or like my mom. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I also don't get attached, you should know, mainly because I haven't found anyone who wants to just travel six months out of the year in a camper van across the U.S. with me. That's fair. Camper van emoji. (laughs) There's a camper van emoji? It's like a van. It's niche. Yeah. Yeah. I'll save you my extra ticket. Should be a fun bike trip down. (laughs) Motorcycle emoji. Oh, got it. Yeah, can't say the van life is for me, but sounds good. I'll be counted in for the dance party. I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) I'll drive there and meet you there. Wow. We're not even close to being (laughs) done. Of course we're not. Well, a character. I can't wait to dive into him. Former corporate turned artist or whatever, vagabond. Uh, uh I can relate to that, but I want to hear more. (laughs) So the email continues told me he's coming down to the city in a few weeks. We go to the dance party. We're texting intermittently in the meantime. Then a couple weeks later, just before he was set to visit for this dance party, mm-hmm. my friend sends him a flirty Snapchat. The, the girl sends him a flirty snap. We'll, we'll say her name is Connie. Nothing too provocative. I was going out with a friend and sent him a selfie of my new dress. He flipped out. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he basically implied that I was vain and shallow, and I'd lead him down a path of dark desire that would only cause heartbreak. So basically, Connie sends him like, you know, like a thoughty snap, Mm -hmm. and he's like, 
how dare you? Oh my God. So weird. I'm curious how thoughty the snap was. Not too thoughty. It's just like, here's my outfit. I'm like legit what she was wearing out that night. Got it. So not that thoughty. When I asked what had brought about this extreme overreaction, he came clean and admitted that Susie, do we remember Susie? Yes. Who's Susie? Is she the friend that brought, uh, who's the protagonist here? That did the drive up. Yeah, the drive up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Connie wrote in this email and Susie was the friend, the new friend who was just like in the car on the way out. Perfect. Yep. Connie and Susie. Connie. And Susie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So basically, she asks about this overreaction. Comes clean that Susie had come up to visit him at the campground in the weeks since July 4th. Oh, whoops. And Connie says, to be honest, I wasn't even mad at this news. From what I learned about Susie, she was a way better match for his outdoorsy lifestyle. I was only confused that he'd waited for some trigger to freak out on me instead mm-hmm. of just saying, like, I'm hanging with Susie now. Whoa. Again, I'd figure that would be it, but not for campground (laughs) The next day, he created a three-way text (gasps) with myself and Susie where he said the following. So I'm just going to say that one more time. Campground created a three-way text message, a.k.a. a three-person group chat, where he wrote this to both of them. Oh, my gosh. Self-reflection. A continuous journey for those who dare to embark, faced with the mirror of life, we see our true selves. As if six blind men were all trying to describe an elephant. This true image never forms until all the bits and pieces are put together. Ignorance, with only seeing a narrow perspective, I now see more clearly those intricacies from our conversations. A more recent universal sign revealed itself this morning. It's that time, brother. And within a few moments, was gone with the wind, leaving me to tend to the campground alone. As I search for remembrance, I immediately... Go towards the crystal as he has always been my guiding light, only to find a heart-shaped rock leaning up against that crystal. The light is telling me to follow my heart and do what's right. There hasn't been too many universal signs lately guiding me in a specific direction, but I take this as one. And I could keep going on because there is more, but this already. I'm looking at the stream of conscious (laughs) text. It's I gasped earlier because I caught it in my peripherals. I was like, if I ever see a text, well, whatever, sorry, I'll I'll hold. No, I won't. No. If Say I ever it. see a text like that from friend, best friend, you, my mom, it's I'm concerned because something crazy has happened. Or I'm just like, I just can't do it. I don't, oh my God, yeah. it's just too much. Like people that text like that, I think there's a correlation between them being too much. <laughs> I'm not jumping the gun here. It's too much for me so far. Yeah. I, I also think, I mean, I would just give, I would say, here's a hot tip for the listeners and for everybody. <laughs> if what you have to say is more than 500 characters, mm-hmm. don't make it a text. Do a phone call. Totally. Because you're only making yourself look a little bizarre. Yep, totally. And, or if you don't want to call, I, I started getting into voice memos. We kind of do that with each other. We love voice memos. voice messages, which you can save down, which I would have too. So anyway. Yeah. Connie continues, right? My response was, LMAO, what? <laughs> <laughs> I like Connie. Connie says, I texted Susie on the side to check in with her. She'd expressed to me she was Susie a Susie on the side. Susie on the side. She'd expressed to me that she was a very private person, and I can only imagine she was mortified by this. She told me that the campground visit was somewhat unexpected, that she never would have gone if she knew that we had a date planned. Susie said she wasn't even interested in a relationship, but can also can't handle seeing multiple people at once, at which point poured his heart out and asked to be monogamous with oh, her. Shit. So then blows up on Connie and says that 
you know, told her that he'd hoped she was for real because he'd burned the bridge with me. She said she felt played and embarrassed. Basically, this whole thing just imploded. It seems like no one is seeing anybody anymore. Susie and Connie's budding friendship is not happening. And Connie are nothing. And and Susie are nothing. Everybody's too overwhelmed. It's just too much around here. Yeah, and no one got anything out of it except us, and we have an episode for our podcast. (laughs) Yes, we got something great out of this. But the story's not (laughs) over. Now, about a year later, Susie and Campground are dating. Oh my goodness. Connie found out about this at her birthday party. Susie's roommate mentioned in passing that her boyfriend was on a solo trip in this area and said to Susie, oh, he might be visiting your boyfriend. Then someone, whatever, basically somebody got confused at the party and thought that they were talking about Connie, but basically through this, like, who's on first mm-hmm. interaction, Connie was like, oh, Susie and Campground are now together. Wow, fate brought them back together again. Yeah. Fate and probably a little bit of <sighs> bizarreness. Yeah. Not totally sure what the criminal offense is here. I but, feel like... But there was some pettiness. I took notes as we went. Thank goodness. Yeah, I'm very thankful I did. I always jot down like one word things, so let's see if I remember what they are. <laughs> that's that's the period on the case, right? Like we can we can go into deliberation. Yes, you can. Okay. I first, when I heard this, I was like, oh, interesting. Former corporate turned, you know, like I said, vagabond. Like he didn't love mm-hmm. the, I, I didn't work for a big four accounting. I worked for big three consulting. <laughs> but I respect that transition. If it's not your calling, get out of it. What I will also say, just, I mean, clearly very interesting. I have kind of a yellow orange flag with people that flock to very isolated ways of existing. I think I like my alone time as mm-hmm. someone who grew up, kind of, oh, I grew up on a farm. <laughs> I like my alone time. Like I said last episode, I like that form of therapy of just sitting with your thoughts. Mm. This might be a strong argument for the case of which sitting with your thoughts too long by yourself mm. can sometimes lead to some interesting perspective. Well, it, I mean, it just makes it harder. Yeah. When you have to socialize and you are not socialized totally. anymore. Totally. Like this is this this is just not socially yeah. normal behavior. Yeah. Simply put. I feel like they I don't I don't have any like I wouldn't like I I'm happy for Cam like if if a long time brings you joy, so be it. Yeah. But you just might not be able to handle situations like this. Totally. And I think with how he maybe treated Connie and with that photo that she sent and that immediate reaction, and maybe he had already, uh, I don't know. I can't like get in. I literally cannot get into mine. I'm very dissimilar to that. But clearly it's not, like you said, equipping him well to interact with people socially, let alone like, like dating. We've talked about yeah. dating in LA being super hard. I don't know how to date like a woodsman. I do not know. Part of me is also like... The shaming, the shaming is really... I mean, there's there's like almost too much for us to even unpack in that one single yeah. Snapchat interaction. And I think of what he used to do too, like consulting is a little different. Like it's people facing. And I think accountants are as well, but I read accountant kind of cliche as like, I'm more of a quantitative numbers person. Mm-hmm. Analytical. Analytical. Literal. It doesn't leave a lot of like middle ground for 
calibrating for human interactions and human kind of anomalies. Mm. So he's maybe, I mean, he's working in big four, so he's assumingly pretty good at the job. I don't know that he'd be a great camp counselor with like people. So at first I was like, oh, why isn't this adding up? And I think I've kind of pieced it together. Like he just lives in his own world. I'm just picturing an accountant. Or literally like The Accountant with Ben Affleck, another movie for our listeners to watch. Ooh, this week's required viewing. Exactly. They're very good when they're focused on something. They're very technical, which Mm -hmm. Campy is. But then it shifts to like Ben Affleck's character needing to deal with Anna Kendrick. And he's like, a woman. Yeah. I talk to a woman. That is what's, he's he's grossly mishandling this situation. And like the, the photo that Connie sent and the response that he gave of being like, oh, this photo indicates that you'd be kind of like scarlet letter- like lead me down a path of unrighteousness. That's like yeah. a little much. Yeah, to be um, like Hester printing her totally, ass. Totally, because she sent a photo. Even if it was suggestive, like don't condemn her for embracing her sexuality and like confidence. Yeah. by saying that. Oh, yeah. you wouldn't be a good match for me because I'm too pure and whatever. You're allowed to not be into receiving like s- sexy pictures. That's your prerogative. But the way that you indicate that is by replying, have fun at the concert. Yeah. No, yeah. Like you just don't stoke the flames. Totally. And then eventually somebody will stop lighting that match. Yeah. They'll be like, got it. Exactly. That's not turning you on. You're not into yeah. it. But that's knowledge of yours that has come from being very socially like adaptable. I guess I guess so. He's not. He fled the city and went to the woods. So, yeah. I mean- Connie and Susie, what did you think you were getting yourselves into? That's how they wound up in this situation is that they were seeing him in his element. So they were getting the best version of him. Yep. Whereas if they'd met him at a bar and he was like sitting in the corner (laughs) drinking out of like a growler that he'd brought himself. Yeah. yeah. And he was like. Made out of bone. Yeah. And he's like barefoot on the dance floor of Ned Devine's. They would have been like, (laughs) I'm good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess that was the best time and place to meet him. I guess if that's the best thing. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, question for you. Hit me. When, and maybe even with Alex still, but like when you were dating and being courted and courting, does verbose romantic language like that, like do anything for you? And I only ask because there's this daddy who I've been known to, and by daddy, I mean older man. Let's not confuse the listeners. Mm, um, okay, older man. Who always <laughs> Add it to the list. Kira's writing on her laptop. <laughs> who is... Always reaching out to me, and uh-huh. he's attractive, but the way that he talks is very verbose and eloquent, like this. Mm. Which, and I like, I like good communication. I myself write, I think, completely. But something about it reminds me of how my dad writes his notes to me every month. It's very romantic <sighs> and very like beautiful day. The clouds are fluffy and the sun's a, a beautiful brilliance. And it's like that is great for some things. It doesn't make me a. It reminds me of my actual dad, and b. It's like. How he was writing gets it makes me think that he doesn't know what genuine like discussion is. Cause he's like trying to woo them with like woodsy romance. Yeah. Yes. Does that kind of verbiage do anything for you? Like those initial texts he sent after they had met? No. Even his first message yeah. right after they met. No, it doesn't. And I also think, perhaps unfairly. <laughs> perhaps. Strong writing is economic writing. Yep. The ability to use like the economy of language to Mm -hmm. communicate yourself succinctly tells me that you're smart. So something in somebody using 200 words to say something that could have been said in 10 makes me think you're not that smart. 
So I'm not that attracted to you. Or you're not that qualitative, right? Because like, I think he's quantitative and not qualitative, but I, yeah, that's the same thing. It's exactly what you just said. Like the economics of, what'd you say, language? Yeah. The economy of language. The economy of language. I need to remember that because that's attractive to me. Yeah. To be able to go on a really great date and then send like one banger text. Well, you know that from your being a professional writer, like you can't, you don't always have 10 minutes to convey a message. You sometimes only have 10 seconds. So how do you say what needs to be said in 10 minutes and 10 seconds? And like the, the biggest mistake in writing, like screenwriting and stuff is too many pages or a page that has too much black on it. Like, yeah. oh, you too you, much dialogue. And as an actor, I hate that shit because it's like, in what realistic situation as a person am I, I guess, besides the podcast, am I just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I know I, I'm not I'm not over the irony right now. So, yeah, yeah, so exactly. hold on. We, we need to both help each other off yeah. this soapbox. Our listeners are like, we're literally spending 30 minutes listening talk to you out speak. of your asses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but we don't send crazy people texts. OK, and we know that you guys don't either. Yeah. And you like us and you, you can't stop liking us. So. <laughs> He admitted to being a non-attached type of person, which I think is also interesting. Yeah. Um, but I his... definitely str- struggle with, like, connecting romantically, but I would never go to market with someone I'm interested in being, like, just so you know. That's the thing. A lot of my straight buddies think that, like, women want to hear. Or sorry, is it reverse? Whatever. In a lot of relationships, sometimes the other thinks it's best to lead with the fact, I just want to hook up and have fun. I don't want anything serious. Mm-hmm. So I'm not that kind of attached person. Oh, it was a girlfriend that was telling me this because she was talking to a guy. And, like, guys are, like, stereotypically not looking for commitment. They're just looking to, like, fuck around, which mm-hmm. isn't true. And so there's always this kind of weird, like, coming to a middle ground or a campground <laughs> of how much do we each want to invest in this? Right. Do we just want to have fun or do we want to, like, make a relationship out of this? But campground is in a relationship with Susie. Yep. He's full of shit, this campground. He is. And you know what I think? We could stay at this campground <laughs> digging around for an hour, but I think it's time for a verdict. Yeah, the fire's so, out and I'm getting cold. So. I'm going to make you go through each person. Okay. <clears throat> we'll start with Connie. Is Connie guilty of a petty, petty crime? And if so, what? From what I can remember of that story, no, I do not find Connie guilty of a petty crime. Mm-hmm. The only possible guilty verdict <laughs> I could give to her mm-hmm. would be like, what did you think you were like? What did I don't know? I wasn't with them at the campground. Maybe in person and his element, like you said, is like this. Like, I mean, they're going camping for a reason. They want to disconnect. They want to be yeah, in this yeah. fairy tale kind of environment. So maybe really plays well into that. Yeah. But part of me is also like, what did you expect? And like, <laughs> why did you invest in this like cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs kid? <laughs> so that's the only little bit of guilty I could give her. But that I, we're like, you should have said no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the date. You or just gone. like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, enjoyed the moment in the campsite. Understand that that, that's his prime and he's probably not going to do well at like a... What happens at the campground stays at the campground. Yeah. Mm. Um, Okay. And this is also Connie who wrote in. So you might be obscuring something weird that you did. It's so funny that coming into the city to go to a concert because at concerts, the loud music drowns out human interaction. You're just there to dance and like celebrate. So a lot of people that go to EDM festivals where I used to work at the Mm. club are very interesting personalities when you lock one-on-one with them but they're completely in their element lost in i'll say like the wilderness of like the dance floor wow right these are things that i learned at the club at the club at the club so no connie is innocent now Susie, is Susie guilty of a petty crime and if so what 
I like that Susie, and again, we're only privy to the story. We don't know what's true and what's not, <laughs> which really validates our, our whole podcast, by the way. Um, I like that Susie admitted to Connie that they had, she had no idea that Connie and were intending on meeting for the concert. Yes. Because um, that shows that hopefully Susie wouldn't have built out what clearly became something, knowing that Connie had a standing date with Yes. And Susie's ended up with him. Clearly, she likes whatever offering. Mm-hmm. In a tin pan over a fire. And she didn't really owe Connie that update. No, totally. And it was a one-time hookup. Question for you, and I'm sorry if I missed this, are Con- Connie and Susie aren't, like, close. No. They were, like, prospectively going to be a budding friendship. But then they oh, weren't. Oh, that's interesting, too. No, I-, I can't find Susie guilty either. And now campground. <laughs> Is campground guilty of a petty crime or crimes? And if so, what crimes? Hmm. He's not guilty for pivoting his life to something that clearly is fulfilling him more. Absolutely. We've both done that. Vocation, baby. Vocation. Word of the week. Not guilty for that. I will say I'd rather get a text like that than like no text, like a verbose kind of overly romantic text than nothing. So Hmm. I can't, I can't find him guilty. He was trying to be above. Totally. And what do you expect? Like, again, he's like living in the woods. Like he's like romantic in that kind of sense. So that kind of text is. I think for me, aligned with how he is in nature. It's just very romantic and like... But what about this choice to put the gals in the same group text and say all this to both of them at the same time? Oh, I was getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump to that. Yeah. Me of little faith. <laughs> yeah. Just trusted me. Yes. The group, the three-way group text is... And I'll finish with this. That, to me... All of what we were like kind of hinting at in terms mm-hmm. of his inability to kind of operate socially yeah. outside of a campground or his maybe accounting computer is personified and exemplified in this three-way group chat, of which a lot of the verbiage is just kind of like like bullshit prose. I don't want any broken bridges, but these fires need to be put out. And the only way to do so safely is to honor your existing relationships with this group of friends and to remove myself temporarily. It was never my intention to harm either one of you. But he, he chose one of them, though. In the end, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I guess that was like but before. I wonder how they reconnected. It was, you told us, you told us how they reconnected, right? No, we'll never know. Okay. Seemingly, she went to his campsite. He's guilty of that. It, I like the intention of like, saying this can no longer go on. At least he's admitting that. Mm -hmm. But like, they're individuals. Just because they traveled together and you met them together, does that mean that they're the same woman? Yeah. So even if it was like a copy-paste job, which would have probably been criminal anyway, treat them individually. You had individual experiences with both of them, Kanye specifically. I think Kanye was owed a singular text of, that was a lot more succinct than that, by the way, of being like, hey, Kanye, I didn't like the dress you wore in that photo. Also... It's time to uninvest. Yeah, in our in our texts since that like campsite hookup, I've decided I'm good. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's clearly the guilty party here. Mm-hmm. It's a really complicated ruling for him because it he seems like a complicated person, mm-hmm. and I really don't want to be his friend. You don't have to. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I don't. I don't want you to like bring me up for some friend date or whatever Connie and Susie were doing to campground <laughs> unless i will say there's like mushrooms involved in which case i could probably stomach i mean it more. sounds like he's on mushrooms as he's writing these texts well we didn't tell the listeners is a mushroom <laughs> <laughs> they, honestly this whole thing like he could have been an illusion yeah, he's shared by Susie and connie <laughs> never on this trip that would be iconic never on this trip was the trip yeah <laughs> oh my god
Wait. Camping trip. That might that might be the byline for this episode, Kira. Could be. Okay. Well, do you? I mean, you right? You agree? Absolutely. Of yeah. so many things. Your wild card to keep living. Honestly, the three the three person text message is kind of iconic. Yeah, I know <laughs> it's iconic behavior, but still guilty behavior. Oh. Guilty guilty behavior does not exclude it being also iconic. No, exactly, so, yeah, exactly. It can be one and the same. I think campground is honestly a petty crimes hall of famer. Wait, do I want to visit campground? <laughs> you see, you do want to experience him in all his glory. I wonder if he's hot. I assume if he's oh, you know he's hot. Both of these girls. I mean, not that hot is like. A required trait, but he's hot. Oof. He's I'm hot in the in a tent. Oh my god! I I'm into. Well, that was a quick turn of events. <laughs> We've got to cut. Okay. Ready for some criminal or minimal? I am. Cool. You want to start, or you want me to start? I'll start. Cool. <clears throat> Adopting a dog that already has a name and renaming it a name that you prefer. Criminal or minimal? Shoot. Bang. How old's the dog? Seven. Shoot. Who age age influences your answer? Ugh, keep the dog's name. Yeah. But I did I did rename my cats. How old were they when you got them? They were nine months old. But they're cats too. Yeah. Like they don't even fucking care. So But their names were Leonardo and Toothless. Toothless? The black one was Toothless, right? Because yeah. of how to train your dragon. Yeah. Oh. What did you rename them, by the way, for the listeners? Ladybird and McFly. <laughs> Is that an is that an improvement? I'm not really sure. Yeah, even though I'm I'm I guess technically guilty of this behavior, I think renaming a dog who's seven years old is not keep the dog's name. Yeah. If you can. He got used to it. Unless to it. unless the dog's name is like fucker. <laughs> yeah. Or something that's like now politically incorrect or I don't know. Yeah, your dog's name is Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cause he was correct at one point, I guess. Oh never. Never. Okay, that's a good one. Thank you. Here's from a listener. Texting someone to tell them you're about to call. Like, instead of just either texting what you need to say or calling, sending a text that says, I'm going to give you a quick call, dot, dot, dot. Minimal. That speaks to my kind of communicative level very much so. Because a call, I mean, a text you can open whenever. Uh-huh. And I don't think there's, like, guilty feelings of not opening it and responding immediately. Right. With a call, it's like if you decline it, there's more immediate kind of butthurtness over that. Mm -hmm. But it's also like, you just called me and I'm busy and I didn't know you'd call me. So like, I have to decline it. Ooh. So don't get hurt. Cool. And I would much rather you text me and say, maybe not like I'm going to call you. That's a little presumptuous, but like, hey, do you have a second to chat? Yeah. I really like that. So minimal for me. Okay. Yeah. But that's also, you're also adding something to this, which is oh, that the shit. person is waiting for, for a reply that says, okay, and then they call. This person's just texting. I'm going to call you, and then they call. Oh. It's basically <laughs> oh. pointless. Yeah, I, I interpreted it differently. That In that case, criminal. Cool. Yeah, because that's like a waste of effort. Mm. Just call them. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Ooh. Calling your in-laws mom or dad. Mm. I have no idea. <laughs> I guess minimal. But I, I guess it's minimal, but I would just make make sure you're doing what everybody prefers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I guess if I was dating someone and I met their parents and they were like, I would prefer you call me mom, I personally would say I'm not going to call you mom. Well, in-laws implies that there's partnership. Yeah. But, like, if Alex's parents – what's Alex's mom's name? 
Kathy? Kathy. So if she was, if you're like, hey, Kathy, nice to meet you. And she's like, no, please call me mom. Well, I don't, they wouldn't say, I wouldn't have been, hey, Kathy, nice to meet you if they're in-laws. That means you've known them for years. Okay. And you got married. And maybe once you got married, they went, call me mom. And would you? Yeah, if she asked me to. Oh, I would not. You wouldn't? No. Okay. My mom and my dad, that, those terms are reserved for my mom and my dad. Yeah. You're like the kid in kindergarten that like gets confused on the first day because you're like, wait, there are other mommies? Yeah. Only I have a mommy. No, I was the kid at the table staring at my kindergarten teacher going, I'm not going to call you mommy. <laughs> She's like, good. Yeah. I miss Ellen. Good you little freak. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yep. Okay. Another one from a listener, which we love. Is it petty? You're going on a bachelorette in a city. And the accommodations are 300 bucks a night, so you stay with family nearby. Oh. Minimal. I did that. Minimal. I knew you'd say minimal. Well, yeah. You little frugal poodle. I know. I mean, girl, once I have money to spend, I'll I'll buy the house for us. See, we're going to redo all of our criminal animals once Griff is so rich. Once we're both rich. And he'll be like, you should be renting the penthouse, you yeah. fool. Yeah. What do you mean you didn't fly to St. Bart's for the bachelorette? <laughs> Rude. Yeah. No, I mean, like, if it's in the same... I mean, if the Uber's like... 50 miles, then maybe like <laughs> crunch the numbers. <laughs> At which point, that's just a stupid choice. But my buddies came into Venice, California for a bachelor, or sorry, a bachelor party, and they rented a house on the beach. Yeah. I live in West Hollywood, which is eight miles away. In that situation, I was like, I will, and I have a car, I guess. I'm not going to pay to spend, in, spend time in the house. I live down the street. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Was that person f- also not at home in that city? Were yeah. they also traveling? Yeah. Oh, I see. Nope, still. One more? One more. This one came from a listener. This is a little wacky. Okay. <clears throat> Refusing to let your partner have floor lamps in your house because they think their legs take up too much space. Criminal. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know how like lamps are like that camera stand right there? Yeah, thank you for explaining lamps to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just helping us get there. Yes. Sorry. Do you want to finish your train of yeah. thought? Imagine if there was a light bulb on top instead of okay, an iPhone. Okay. Let, let me use my little lady yeah. brain to do some big imagination. <laughs> okay. Lady brain, lady bird. <laughs> so you're criminal? Yeah. Yeah. Um, ridiculous, right? Yeah. Cohabitating. Everybody gets to make some choices. F- uh, trust me. Floor lamps are the least of your problems. Yeah. Could, if Alex was like, no floor lamps because like it's a waste of floor space. Would you say I'm overruling that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'd break up. <laughs> I think if somebody wants something in the apartment and it's not egregious, you just say yes. Hmm. There yeah. are things in my apartment that I don't want to be there and I'm sure vice versa. <laughs> but if it's not like a problem, then it's not a problem. Like Ladybird. Yeah. I only fuck with McFly. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't listen. They're so nice. <laughs> uh, this is a fun one. This was fun. Thank you, Connie. Thank yeah. you, Griff. Thank you, Kira. Thank you, team. Until next time, stay petty.